Welcome to the PayEvil podcast by Payment Evolution, Canada's largest and most loved cloud payroll solution. Yes, we pay people, but we're so much more than payroll. Our mission is to empower small businesses across Canada, just like yours. So tune into this podcast and let's talk all things startup, growth, scaling, and more. Uh, anyone who's here, welcome to our Payevo uh, live stream today. Uh, I'm really enjoying these. This is, I think, maybe week four, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, been a lot of fun. I'm Juliana. I work at Payment Evolution as head of marketing. But really, I'm just here on your screen, on your phone, wherever you are. I'm just... I'm just some like work bud, you know, um, and I and I really honored that you're giving me your eyeballs today. Um, and I'm very happy to have my friend Bob with me today. Hey there, Bob. Why don't you hey. introduce yourself? Hey, thanks so much, Juliana, for inviting mm -hmm. me to this. So this is whole this uh, this is all new to me. So uh, my name is Bob. In case I haven't met uh, some of you, don't know who I am. Bob Mather. I uh, I'm also with Payment Evolution. I look after the uh, brokerage arm of payment evolution. So what that means is I look after um, all aspects of the insurance products, uh, whether it be individual products or group uh, health and dental programs for our clients. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you for that quick overview. I'm gonna have a lot of questions about that because there's just, um, there's so many little assumptions about you know, what all of that could mean. And I think benefits is like one of those nebulous things where people say the, the key words and a lot of people know the jargon for the titles at least. Um, but unless you've been a, a, an administrator for benefits in your company, or unless you've been lucky enough to really take advantage of benefits, I think it's, it's all still very nebulous. Yeah, Has that been I, your experience? You get yeah. a lot of that? Absolutely. So, I mean, like you said, the, the term benefits is such a, a vague, a vague term. Um, when, you know, somebody mentions, oh, I have benefits at work. I, I find a lot of people don't even know what that means. Like, what does yes. that mean? So mm -hmm. um, I, I usually try to try to make it simpler to understand. So basically, when I talk about benefits, it, it is uh, like health and dental programs for employees of an organization. Um, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's just seen as a simple way. When most people think about benefits though, there's a variety of different things that can be inside of a group health and dental benefits plan. Mm -hmm. uh, I find mm -hmm. when most people talk about benefits, they relate to things like being able to get glasses, being able yes, to go yes, see yes. the dentist, being able to, you know, sub, you know, to get prescription drugs or to get a massage. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes things a little bit clearer, but I find, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I don't know if the term benefits really is a, a great term to describe mm -hmm. what, uh, you know, what it is that an employer is offering or what, you know, how an employee can benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to put a pin in that for a second, because I, I believe that, well, you know, I'm putting, I need to put another pin in something, which is not everybody does work they love, but I, I know that you're engaged and I know that you love what you do. I can, I can yeah. see it in the way that you behave and the way you carry yourself, the way you talk about your work. Um, but I, I believe that, uh, people don't just, you know, fall into something there. There's a, some, some sort of connection in terms of purpose. There's something that, um, draws you in. And so I'm wondering, you know, how did you, there's the logistics of how you ended up in, in the benefits world. Um, but also, you know, what does it mean to you? Like, how did you, how did you end up here? Great, great question. So, um, 
you know, if I go back without giving you my full story, I, mm-hmm. um, I'm a business, I went to university, I, I, got, I got my degrees and uh, I got a business degree and an economics degree uh, from McMaster University. So my first job coming out of the, you know, my first real job coming out of university was uh, working for, for, a, for one of the big banks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, though that was my first, I call my real job, my, the most rewarding job I probably had, I started when I was 14. And I still continued doing it, even while I worked at the bank, more volunteering. Mm-hmm. I worked with uh, developmentally challenged kids, and it really put life into perspective for me. For me. It was uh, a, a life-altering experience where, um, to go back a step again, I was fortunate enough to go to private school when I was younger. So I was from, the, from grade 7 to grade 13, for those of you who don't know, there used to be a grade 13 <laughs> a, a long time ago. I think um, I was the last year. Of, oh, you really? Oh, now you've yeah. really, really aged me. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. no, it's just, it's interesting. I was surrounded by, you know, a lot of great friends and, you know, students that I went to school with that came from a lot of wealth. Um, yeah. And then on the other side, on weekends, I would go work with individuals that couldn't feed themselves, individuals that wow. would... Um, have trouble getting a job. So part of my role of where I was at this one place in Oakville was to help some of these individuals get jobs. So someone would be working at Shoppers Drug Mart, um, you know, stacking shampoo bottles. And um, doing that while I worked at the bank, I saw people come into the bank that, you know, came from wealth and I was helping doing financial planning activities with them and weren't necessarily happy. And then working with some individuals that would make literally five bucks a week, you know, back then, you know, five bucks a week stacking shampoo bottles, the, you know, the look of joy on their face, getting that $5 check yeah. where, you know, it just, it put life into perspective for me, Juliana. And it's like all the money in the world doesn't mean anything in, unless you have your health. Right. Yeah. So I think in the back of my mind, you know, to answer your, along with the way of answering your question was, um, I think from an early age, I, I kind of realized that I enjoyed helping people right? Yeah. Helping them achieve whatever potential that it was or to help them do something. So when I was at the bank, it was almost a puzzle for me. It was helping somebody that was trying to get their finances in order to try to achieve, you know, some type of goal to make sure that they had enough money for retirement or um, achieving some, you know, to them, a personal goal. Mm -hmm. How I came into benefits is uh, when I left the bank, I actually ended up working for, uh, some individuals that left the bank and started their own company. And when I left the bank, to be honest, I left the bank because it was an opportunity that allowed me to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, compensation wise, it took care of me, but it was when my wife was expecting our first child. So mm-hmm. I had the ability to work from home. And um, yeah, I think from that experience, I worked for this person. They bought some franchises, the, the person I work with, and it just came up that, hey, you know, who in the office wants to learn about group benefits. I bought these, you know, these uh, restaurants and I need to have benefits put in place for them. So I put my hand up and learned about benefits and quickly realized that benefits just wasn't a commodity. I, I, maybe it is to some people, but it's more, Mm -hmm. it's offering protection for their families. And I hate to sound dramatic, but you know, I can tell you, and that was, you know, more than a decade ago that I sort of stumbled into this into this sort of realm of, of uh, group insurance and insurance. But I can tell you, you know, there's a lot of stories where if people didn't have a benefits plan that the employer didn't offer, um, mm-hmm. I don't know where they would be. And I can tell you stories of um, people that were diagnosed with cancer, yeah. um, people that have rare conditions that need 
some of these high cost drugs that they just wouldn't be able to afford if yeah. uh, they didn't have coverage. So, you know, sorry, I'm just rambling on. No, it's, it's I, I, riveting it's, stuff to yeah, me anyway. No, it just, and I hate talking, I hate being so dramatic, but it's so mm-hmm. true that, you know, when we put together benefit plans or group health and dental coverage, uh, coverages for, you know, employers and their employees, it, it makes me feel good to know that at least if something should happen, there's yeah. coverage for them, you know, and there's different types of coverage you can get. And that's, you know, that's dependent upon budget and a variety of things. But, you know, whenever I see an employer putting a benefits plan, you know, sorry, a group health and dental plan in place for their, for their employees, um, it makes me feel good that at least I feel, whether it's true or not, that they actually feel like they're, they value their employees and they mm-hmm. want to offer something that's beyond what lands into their bank account to look after their families or if they're single for, for themselves. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's great that we're just all so different because um, as a slight tangent, but I think a similar example, you know, I, I, when I graduated university, my first job was with the government um, with the, uh, it was in education and it was not for me, mm-hmm. but I'm so grateful that there are people who are passionate about, you know, policy writing in education. Um, for me, the pace wasn't there and whatever. And I, I needed I needed to find my home, you know. But, you know, you said, uh, I'm sorry to sound dramatic or something like that. And, and the fact is, we need people that are passionate about things that other people are not passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, because these things ultimately, uh, they have great value. Um, and then, you know, from there, my thinking is, um, it's interesting because I think you and I have um, some some overlap in experience, even though it came in different ways. My sister uh, was she had her first symptoms of multiple sclerosis at 16. She was diagnosed at 18. Um, she was told that she'd be in a wheelchair in two years. She pushed that very very hard and made that um, closer to maybe 15 years. Um, which is incredible, but you know, my parents are small business owners and we didn't have, we didn't have benefits. Um, and you know, we're very lucky that things worked out the way that they did and we were able to care for her. Um, but you know, in my, in my late teens, when I became aware of the fact that as a sibling of someone with MS, my chances of having, having MS are slightly higher. Um, that was the first time in my life where I ever, like, I wondered how am I going to, how am I going to take care of myself if that happens? Mm-hmm. And, and is there's got to be a solution for this. And I discovered benefits mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and started looking at plans and couldn't believe the pricing. And um, yeah, so it's, it's an interesting, it's really important to have that health perspective, I think, to, um, to, to have the opportunity to see, because if you, if, if you just kind of fall into the need for benefits, um, all at once and not have, uh, not be lucky enough to have them. Um, you know, it's that proactive versus reactive approach. And that's the whole idea around insurance generally, right? Um, be proactive, protect each other, share, share the risks, uh, across the group. And, and, and ultimately we take care of each other just by having this in, in place as a, as a function, you know, as a, as a, an institution we can buy into. So, um, yeah, I really value the work that you do and I'm glad you do it because I'm not interested enough in all of the paperwork yeah. to do that. 
No, no, listen, I think, uh, you know, I don't think anyone ever really prepares for something bad to happen to their health or to a loved one's health. And, you know, insurance is called insurance because it's insurance. It's there to protect you should something happen. Yes. And, you know, I think half of the, you know, I think half of the battle um, for me anyways, is just getting people to understand how important benefits um, can be, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you may be healthy today, um, but who knows what can happen? And maybe this is a dated reference, but I know um, everyone thinks that they're healthy. Everyone thinks that they're exercising. You know, I don't know if you remember who Mario Lemieux was. Mm-hmm. He was a, a, a huge athlete, you know, mm-hmm. captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, he was diagnosed with cancer, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, these diseases don't, mm-hmm. they don't pick, you know, they're random. They don't care what your status is, what your income level is. It can happen. And once again, not to be dramatic, but it's just one of those things where, you know, it's always good if you have the ability to prepare for things that may happen. And yeah. part of the challenge is to me is to reach out to enough people to say, hey, like, you know, do you know these are some of the things that could happen? But more importantly, here's how you can prevent um, any financial hardship or maybe, you know, come up with resources to help you with treatment for whatever. Right? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. And I, and I do want to say, you know, we're here to be dramatic about this topic topic. If we're not going to talk about why it matters on a deep level and you know, why it matters to us as individuals, then, then I think we might even be doing a disservice to people, you know, Um, because this kind of thing can just sit on the back burner for a really long time, completely, you know, you know, not, not within your, not on your radar. Um, And and if only you heard this discussion, you know, a year earlier, you yeah. know, your life could be different. So there are a couple of things that are uh, three things actually that I'm noting here. Um, because, uh, you know, you mentioned you want to spread the word. You want people to know how important it is. Um, so there's that element. But even if you can convince somebody how important benefits are, I think another barrier is around then what, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so I'm curious a little bit about what do people do with that if they do buy into the idea. Um, you know, if someone says, "Oh, yeah, you know, I know I should be getting benefits. Or I know I need to look into that." Like, what stops people? Because I know a lot of small business owners. My family has got a lot of small business, uh, uh, you know, entrepreneurial people in it. But I don't actually. I'm not sure that many of them have health benefits, um, you know, and why is that? Great, great question. And uh, a few years ago, um, we did a survey at Payments Evolution for just of our, some of our client base that are small to medium-sized uh, businesses across Canada. Mm-hmm. And we asked them, mm-hmm. you know, how many of you have an employee group health and dental program? Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out more than 78% of the client base or small to medium-sized business do not have a benefits plan, which is interesting to me. But it's, wow. the second, it's the second piece of information that was even more interesting or kind of almost shocking to me is when asked, okay, if you don't have a benefits plan, what's, you know, what was the number one reason why you did not have a benefits plan? So for me, coming from the brokerage world, I get it. Sometimes cost is always a barrier. In fact, that wasn't the number one reason why um, most hmm. of these small to medium-sized businesses did not have a benefits plan. You know, mm-hmm. the number one reason why they didn't have a benefits plan is they didn't know where to buy one. So in answer to your question, yeah. so once you've sort of bought into the idea of, 
having a benefits plan. Um, I think the next step is for you to reach out to, you know, someone that can maybe help you navigate through what type of coverages are available. How yeah. can, uh, you know, a well thought out and well put together benefits plan help not only you, mm-hmm. your employees, but how can it help your business? Yeah. And, you know, that's something that, you know, we at Payment Evolution, me and my team can absolutely help with. It's, um, I think that's the biggest challenge is that for someone to have that aha moment to say, hey, you know what, you know, whether it be I've, I'm, I'm sold, I, I need a benefits plan or, you know, for me, it's just a wish to someone to say, hey, you know what, I've heard so much about these, you know, these group health and dental programs. I want to learn more on how it can help me with my business. Yes. And yeah. just reaching out to me and then we walk, you know, we walk uh, all of our, you know, our clients and contacts through, you know, through the process and there's absolutely no obligation. You know what? And yeah. one thing I've always said is that, you know, we're not the right fit for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter mm-hmm. of getting to that stage where, hey, you know, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. Um, yeah. I just want to make sure that if you've had a curiosity about something, we've walked you through um, all the scenarios that are available. And then you can decide mm-hmm. for yourself if it's something that, may be of interest to you. I hope it's with us, but yes. if not, at least I feel good that mm-hmm. you know, I've walked you through the process and something that you've always wondered, we've been able to answer. For um, sure. For yeah, sure. So it's not a very difficult process. It's just gathering a little bit of information about uh, the employees mm-hmm. and then uh, getting some pricing for you based on a plan design that we work through together. So it's completely customized. For sure. Um, so there's, there are a number of awesome nuggets there. I, I'm going to pause for a second because we have a hello. Uh, hello, Vihan. Thank you for joining us on Facebook. I hope some others out there are enjoying our conversation too. Um, so a couple of things that I really want to dig into there. Um, I, w- I think it's worth repeating. You said that the that the survey that you ran produced some interesting results. It, it wasn't just like money wasn't the biggest barrier, but knowing how to even access this stuff. Um, and here we are living in the age of Google where everything is at your fingertips. But again, it's this nebulous idea of like, yeah, I can, I know what it is, sort of, kinda, um, but then how do I implement that? Um, and and we're talking about we're talking about how important it is to consider benefits, to be proactive. And the difference it can make in a person's life, in a family's life. And that's a very romantic notion, this idea of, you know, we're taking care of each other and, and we, we all want to protect each other and all of that. And then there's this very unromantic, fill out the application, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I get, you know, it makes sense to me that somebody might um, might see the value, but then that's kind of dis- disassociated in some way from from actually you know the next step how how painful is it to to get to, to start the process it's actually, actually not as painful as you would think I you know I know some of the objections around insurance is this big you know this big feeling that oh my god I have to fill out a bunch of paperwork I'm gonna have to kind of sit with this broker for hours and have someone sell me and that's absolutely mm-hmm. not the case at all it's having a conversation. So on that note, you know, as most of you or some of you may not know, Payment Evolution is above anything a software company. So mm-hmm. um, the founders of the company have really worked hard to help democratize, you know, help democratize the process of not only having access to fantastic payroll software, but also democratize the process of 
offering group employee benefits to small to medium-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. Typically in the back of most people's minds, a full benefits plan was really accessible to larger organizations. Yeah. Um, what we've tried to do is, you know, on your note of making it as simple and, and uh, as painless as possible, um, we've been working very hard with some of Canada's largest carriers to offer something called our benefits quoting tool. Mm -hmm. uh, what that is, it's a, it's a non-invasive way for um, clients of payment evolution. And we're, we're launching this slowly province by province. So right now it's available to Ontario just because we want to make sure, you know, if there's any glitches or anything that we want to improve upon or get feedback before we mm -hmm. launch it to the, to the, the whole nation. Um, and to spread the word because and as a marketer, yes, it's good a, to do that in manageable chunks. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. So we've kind of made it very simple because... You know, if you're a payments evolution client, we have all of the data about your employees. Yeah. Within, within five minutes, you can literally, you know, through the payroll software, click a button, verify the information about your employees, mm -hmm. play around with what type of coverages you'd like. So mm -hmm. if you wanted, you know, massage coverage, if you wanted coverage for glasses, if you yes. wanted to increase coverages for a variety of different things, very quickly, within five minutes, you can get an instantaneous quote from some of Canada's largest carriers. So that is amazing. Um, I, I recently uh, was buying a car. I needed to, I needed a new car, and uh, you know, I'm. I overanalyze a lot of things, and you know, so while I'm considering options, literally on the floor at the dealership, um, you know, I want to be able to go online and get an idea of how much it's, the insurance is going to cost me. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, like, I, I think that's, you know, a little more retail ready, that insurance, um, but that can even be hard to find. Um, so just from that experience, like, I'm so glad that we that we've done this work on this on this um, online quoting tool for health benefits. Like, does this exist anywhere else? As far as I know, we're the only we're the only company that offers live instantaneous quotes. Oh, that's anyway. pretty awesome. Um, just yeah. because, and that's just goes to, you know, and I, I can maybe talk about, you know, we're doing also some work and maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. We're doing some work with some of, uh, some of the insurance carriers to work on some integration between payroll and benefits, which I think is a huge, you know, it's a, it's a game changer. Um, yeah. I think those organizations who, you know, so in saying that there are some organizations that already have a benefits plan. And, yeah, you know, sure. one of the things that we want to do is we always want to make sure that the benefits plan you have in place is actually one that's seen to be of value to your employees. So yeah. we do a lot of work around working with uh, existing com companies with existing plans, doing audits to make sure, you know, are, you know, are you, is your costing the way mm -hmm. it should be? Is the coverage that you, that you have, is it being utilized? Are you paying yeah. for things that you don't use? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, just finding out more about their benefits plan. But um, yeah, sure. we, there's a variety of things that we can do to help make the process as simple and painless as possible. The key is, you know, and, and, and I honestly mean this, whether it be through us or through, you know, uh, an organization that you work with that maybe offer, that offers group insurance, you know, I, I really urge you to, you know, investigate it if you don't have a plan currently. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Dustin. Thanks for joining us and thanks for the comment. Um, there, there are two things I hope I, I remember both of them because I, I want to follow up on. Uh, one of them is um, you talked about how you, you can kind of play around, you know, uh, do you want vision and, and that sort of thing. Um, what I really love about that and want to underscore and confirm 
Mm-hmm. Um, is, are we talking like a sliding scale of things where I can say, you know, I do want this, I don't want this. I want a lot of this coverage. I want less of this coverage. And that ultimately affects my price and how accessible it is to me. That's correct. Absolutely. So with any benefits plan, without going into too much, I sound sure. like I've got my radio voice. Which I <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, with any benefits plan, there's typically three core sections to any traditional benefits plan. One's a little bit of life insurance. Mm-hmm. The next section is called extended health. And the last okay. portion is dental. Within each one of those portions, there's some key components or coverages that lie underneath each one of those three things. Okay. With our um, online benefits quoting tool, uh, you could go in and actually, you know, we, we list some of the core benefits that are covered. And you're absolutely right. It's a sliding scale. Say if you want, I want vision coverage. Okay, how much do you want? I want $300. I want to be, I want my employees to be able to purchase $300 per year worth of either, whether it be vision, whether it be glasses, mm-hmm. contact lenses, mm-hmm. frames. Um, I want that to be covered at 80% or 90%. And I want um, my employees to have coverage for massage at $500 per year or $300 mm-hmm. per year. So, you know, an employer can really customize the level of coverage they want to offer based on the price and how uh, why i say this is um something that i don't know of any other organization that offers across canada today um as they're making the changes the price of what that would cost for all of their employees actually changes on the screen instantaneously so you know say yeah so it's it's kind of a cool thing that um i find it's a great tool for employers to sort of at least get over that initial sticker shock sometimes because they have no idea. And I think that's part of the challenge. People don't know what a benefits plan costs. And, you know, for the most part, most people find out that benefits aren't as expensive as in their mind they had the perception for it to be. Yeah, for sure. I actually wrote something down the other day. I'm going to make sure that I I read it because it's it's perfect for right now. Um, The most expensive health benefits plan is no plan at all. you know, I was I was really uh, there was just something that you talked about in terms of perceived value and and how that can shift depending on where you are in your life, um, and, and and I had to write that down um, that ultimately having no benefits plan, having no insurance in place, you know, nobody wants to be in this situation, but it can cost you more than spending the money and being prepared. You really never know the value of a benefits plan until you mm-hmm. need one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And often when people have that mentality, it's like, oh, if I need something, I'll get it. It's often too late. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. So exactly. um, going back to your question before, like it's not, you know, going through the benefits process, even just to inquire, mm-hmm. it's very simple. It's very little work that's done on your end. Mm-hmm. Um, part of what we pride ourselves at Payment Evolution is we try to make the process as, you know, not as intrusive, mm-hmm. intrusive as possible. So we, we do most of the heavy lifting. Um, we may just ask, you know, some questions just because we really want to get to understand. Um, I guess one of the first questions I always ask is, you know, for what reason do you want to put a benefits plan in place? Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, there's three main reasons why most organizations put a plan in place. Um, and those could be like to attract uh, new employees or valued or high valued employees mm-hmm. Two is to retain um, some of the, you know, some of their core staff. And three is to offer a way to reward their best employees. And mm-hmm. uh, benefits typically is the most tax efficient way to offer compensation uh, to mm-hmm. you. And I, think, I know I've shared this with you. I don't know the exact, uh, the, you know, the Sanofi report. Yes. But it's, uh, you know, talking about, you know, 
I wish I knew and I can maybe share you the exact I, numbers. I, I'm not going to remember exactly, but I, I think it's, um, it's a, it's a $5,000 number, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, where, uh, essentially people in who were surveyed said that they would prefer benefits to $5,000 cash. Correct. Um, and it's interesting because having employees paying them minimum wage and not having, um, not having benefits is cheaper that like that is the cheapest way. Um, but do you really want the employee that is perfectly fine with that? Do you want the employee who doesn't want more? Um, then you're probably just kind of there with the coasters. You're there with the people that are just kind of, you know, along for the ride. Um, I, I think I do a lot of um, career coaching uh, on my time, on my own time. And, um, and I can't help but notice that a lot of my, you know, new graduates that I coach, they don't think it's a career unless it has benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's this awesome startup. Um, they kind of put it in the same bucket as, you know, their, uh, their, their teenage job that they did with no benefits because uh, if it doesn't have benefits because of the, because of the fact that there's just, it, 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 it elevates, it elevates your value, um, your value in your organization to know that they're making that investment and they want to protect you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree 100% for those organizations that offer benefits. Um, to me, that means that, you know, they really care about their employees and, you know, want them to be healthy. And, and, and I will say on the flip side of that, there's a little bit of a selfish reason why benefits are being offered because typically, you know, I think you've heard most people say, you know, healthier employees um, mm. tend to be more productive, right? They're more engaged, yeah. they're, they're happier. And then mm-hmm. that really, you know, can have an impact on that organization's bottom line, right? So for sure. Yeah. Well, well and then there, and then there's that piece about um, it, it just being proactive about your health is actually going to keep you healthy. Um, having to recoup after you've become unhealthy is, you know, the losses are already piling up at that point. Lost time, pain, and suffering, uh, extra expenses you couldn't plan for. Um, so it really is. Uh, a pretty hefty gamble to, to not, not have some backup in your life. Um, there is one other thing that you mentioned, ah, and I remember what it is. I'm always impressed when my brain works. Um, <laughs> um, you talked about people who already have benefits plans and I, I, I can't help, but kind of relate things to my ways of understanding things. And, um, in marketing, uh, the first time you you market something, if you've never done any marketing for your business, uh, the first time, like you can expect some results maybe, but really the first time is benchmarking. You almost can't do marketing very well. Uh, there's a good chance you can't do it well without the benchmarking. Um, and so it, I, I couldn't help but see the similarity there. Like number one, um, don't stay with a plan just because it was right for you and you chose it five years ago or whatever the cycle is. Um, but also you have info now that you didn't have when you bought the plan. Um, and so, yeah, like it, it just really resonates with me with the way that I make decisions um, professionally. That benchmarking is a good enough of a reason to go back to the drawing board and make sure that you made the right decision. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to underscore underscore that. Yeah, no, I think that's a huge point. You know, for for those organizations that took a benefits plan two, four, ten years ago, it's mm-hmm. it's it's super important to keep 
you know, assessing the information of the plan. So I think you said, you know, I think we've all said data is, is king, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with every benefits plan, you know, we have access to, as, as a consultant, I have access to all of my um, clients' data as far as usage goes. And mm-hmm. I think it's very important to make sure that the plan, is, you know, year after year, month after month is still relevant. Yes. Um, I, I can't think of any plans that have kind of just sort of stayed the same and don't change, you know, yeah. employees change, you know, sometimes an older mm-hmm. demographic, um, you know, an, an older demographic makeup of uh, employees has different requirements or different mm-hmm. needs than, you know, organization that has mostly a younger demographic. Yeah. And I think we all know with, you know, the different types of employees, you know, Gen X, you know, whatever, whatever uh, category they belong to, they value things very differently. And I think, you know, for those employers that have put a benefits plan, you know, for competitive reasons, um, yes. you know, there are a, a ton of employees when looking for a job that are now saying, okay, that's great. That's what it pays. But can you show me what your benefits plan is? And they'll physically, and they'll literally ask for the benefits booklet Yes, yes um, because true. they value, like, I think when most people are looking for jobs and not all, they're looking for some sort of stability. They're looking mm-hmm. for, okay, mm-hmm. I'm taking this job to not only have enough resources to pay for the things I need to pay for on a monthly basis to save for retirement, but also provide stability for my family. And that could mean, you know what, I want to make sure that if somebody gets sick, you know, my young one needs prescription drugs, or if I get injured and I can't work, do I have that protection um, Mm -hmm. that I can feel comfortable? I know I enjoy the work that I do. I've got the income to pay for the things that have, but I also have job, you know, security, both on the health, yes, financial security for my family. And I think you know, people underestimate how important a benefits plan is. Like, you know, and I know I'm going to butcher this scenario, but it's mm-hmm. one of those, someone actually um, was talking to me about, uh, about benefits and it was more about insurance and said, if you could have a job that paid you a hundred thousand um, dollars, but if you got sick, you had nothing. Or if they, if you could get a job for $95,000, mm-hmm. but if you got sick, <laughs> you'd have income for life, which one would you choose, right? And everyone's got different answers. For me, I'd take, I'd take the 95. Yeah. If something happens to me, I got sick and I've got stability for the rest of my life. That's true. And that's, I know it's beyond, I'm going a little bit more in depth, but that's something like, that's covered for things like disability insurance, Yes. Um, which I think is one of the core benefits that, you know, everyone should look at. I know that's great. You know, you've got coverage for going to the dentist. You've got coverage, mm-hmm. you know, for getting a massage. But if you were to get hurt, and you weren't able mm-hmm. to perform the duties of your own job, would you be able to survive? Yeah. Yeah. That not that, I feel like I've kind of overheard this at some point. Isn't the, um, the disability insurance more important than, than, uh, you know, life insurance for death Yeah, um, well, because I, of costs associated or I maybe some other reason? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. no, it's, it's a great reason. So it's one of those things where, you know, life insurance obviously is very important. So, mm-hmm. and that's, it doesn't benefit you because you're no if you do collect upon it, yeah. it means you're not around. So, but it is one of those tools that a lot of financial planners um, will use to make sure that not only is your family taken care of, so something God forbid happened to you, yeah. but also that mm-hmm. any estate issues as far as taxes go are taken care of. So insurance. Ooh, I did not know that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it's just a tool to make sure that, your family's taken care of. So whether you have any debt, you have mortgages, 
Um, do you have kids education that you'd like to fund mm-hmm. income replacement? You know, there's, you know, we're, we're coming up to a time where a lot of families have two, um, two people that are working very hard and to take time off from work. Like yes. Maybe they mm-hmm. can't, you know, double income is yeah. so important today. So insurance sometimes provides a little bit of break or some income replacement for that time of period that maybe they need to grieve. Maybe they need to get their house back in order if there's, you know, mm-hmm. a loved one is no longer there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a variety of reasons it could, you know, it's so important. The disability, that, that's if somebody passes away, but the reality yep. is more people, and there's a couple of different types of insurances. The reality is more people, you know, if you go back 20 years um, and you compare that to now, the reality is more people are surviving any diagnosis is that yeah. coming up, right? So mm-hmm. living benefits are becoming more and more popular or more and more valued. So mm-hmm. a living benefit is something called critical illness insurance. Sure. You know, typically, you know, many years ago, someone, you know, if you ever heard someone had cancer, you know, no pun intended, it was a death sentence. Yes. Right? The reality is now people are, mm-hmm. you know, have cancer, mm-hmm. you know, are living, treatment, are living, yeah, living with cancer, living with cancer. and living well, <laughs> right? right? In some cases. Yeah. So there are some insurances, you know, something called critical illness insurance, which yeah. will give you a payout if you're diagnosed mm-hmm. with a variety of conditions. So yes. you're diagnosed with cancer, you have a stroke, um, you uh, go into a coma, you know, a variety of things where you didn't die, but you need the help. Totally. Totally. So there are, you know, uh, there's just a lot of insurances, Juliana, without going into too much detail. And that's part of what part of our job, um, and payment evolution is to go through and talk to each one of the business owners to say, Hey, what's important to you? What do you think is important to your employees? Mm -hmm. And then if, you know, it's something that the employer's you know, want to be, you know, want to be able to offer, but maybe don't have the, have it in budget. Yeah. You know, they often will introduce us or let us know of our services to their employees. And that's something that they can, you know, arrange through us separate from them at no cost yeah. to them. Yeah, for sure. I, I can't help but think of um, a friend of, of my family's um, young, young man, uh, early forties, um, picture of health works out every day, eats really, really well. Um, and one night he had a seizure in bed and they started, you know, investigating, found that he has a very advanced tumor. I don't know all of the details. I, I won't even, you know, venture into that, but, um, thank God he has the, the insurance backup that he has because he is spending his time fighting this to live as long as possible for his children. And if he had to worry about paying bills and not having, you know, some of that backup there, talk about, talk about ruining your quality of life. Like, and I'm not talking about in, in a, just with your health. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, stress levels, not being able to be there mentally because you're, you're for your family, because you're, you're worried about the big picture. Um, so I'm very glad. And he actually made a, a, a career change right after school, a very, very smart guy and decided that he wanted to work with kids. So he left his profession and became very a teacher. Cool. Um, awesome. And yeah. And, and I think, uh, I think everyone's really blessed that he's got some great coverage there. Um, so yeah, I, I can't think of a scenario where someone had, has benefits and and it was bad like i can't think of one scenario where it was a waste of money (laughs) and and i think that's you know that's the challenge is that i don't think there is any bad scenarios where there's a benefits Mm -hmm. plan in place i think the Mm -hmm. challenge is is either getting the message out that you know Mm -hmm. 
you know, with us, we, we specialize in working with small to medium sized businesses across Canada. And I think it's getting the message out going back to my survey where the number one reason why they didn't have a benefits plan is they didn't know where to go. Um, yeah. It's just getting in front of as many as those small to medium sized businesses. Hey, you know what? You know, there are options. There are solutions yeah. for you that um, we have the ability to sort of customize based on your budget and the yeah. coverage that you want to offer. And I think any little amount that you can do is is best. And, and, and to go to your point, like, I don't think there is such thing as a bad benefits plan. Yeah. Um, the fact mm-hmm. that you have, I think, is a positive. I think um, what, you, you know, what I can absolutely can, can say is that I think there are a lot of plans out there that could be better. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. when I say better, it's, I, I mean, it, not so much about cost. And I know a lot of people use cost to sort of quantify a lot of things. For me, you know, when I talk to clients that have existing benefits plan, um, I never, I, I, you, you won't find me asking, do you think you're paying too much? I, I, I'll usually ask, yeah. do you think you're getting value mm-hmm. from your benefits plan? Mm-hmm. And, and that goes to what you were saying before is, you know, now and now with technology and the amount of information we have access to, if you have an existing benefits plan, we have the ability to audit your plan, really yes. dig down and take a look at it and say, hey, are you, you know, for every dollar that you're spending, are you allocating to the right area? If yes. no one's using massage, why do you have such a rich massage coverage? Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. you know, if, you know, you're finding employees are asking about glasses um, and you don't have the glass coverage, but you offer physiotherapy coverage and no one's using it. Maybe mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to take a look at and say, hey, maybe we sort of shift some of the coverages within the plan yeah. to maybe offer a plan that's of value to your employees. Like, you know, if you're going to spend $1 uh, towards a benefits plan, you know, and you have the opportunity to, to put it in a place that it's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned uh, earlier when we were discussing this that, you know, an, an organization that has, um, you know, maybe younger employees or older employees would have different needs. But as time passes, like it, it really is a living organism, right? As time passes, if you have, I don't know, if you have a bunch of, it's a startup and you have a bunch of young folks and, you know, five, 10 years later, they might have dependents and things have changed. Um, or if you have an older workforce, they may have retired and now maybe you have different needs. So um, there are so many reasons to audit your usage, but also because your use case may have, like it could very easily have changed in, in not that long of a time. Um, so so it's good that, that you can leverage that data. I do wanna ask though, cause you said you have the ability to audit. You have the ability to look and see what's being used. So I'm going to ask a privacy question. If I go to get, I don't know, 10 massages a year, does my boss know? No. So that's a, that's a fantastic <laughs> question. So the information we have is generic information. So we can take a look at, as the broker, we can take a look at and see of your whole company, Yeah. $200 were used towards massage, $100 was used towards physiotherapy. There's never any link between who actually processed that claim. Okay. So it's very generic information. Okay. And then how about drugs? Uh, it would, would you see that there, well, even if it's not necessarily associated with me, but it's a controversial drug and I'm still kind of self-conscious about it. Are you going to see the exact drug or what's it, what it's for? No. So different carriers have different rules, but in general, unless you're like a fairly large organization, you have a hundred employees or more, um, mm-hmm. you're not going to get that information. That's so granular say what type of drugs typically most of the uh, information that's provided. So 
first of all, all of the, the information is provided to the broker. And then mm -hmm. the broker gets very generic information. It won't say yeah. Bob, you know, Bob Mather submitted drugs for mm -hmm. whatever. It'll yes. say of, you know, your plans, you know, of all the uh, employees, $400 in drugs was submitted for this year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the, that's so the, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, going back to the audit. So I think it's also very important to, you know, to, to take a look at, it's not only the makeup of the plan that is, you know, that needs to be audited. It's, 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 it's the carrier. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. What's your experience been with the carrier? Are your mm. claims getting paid? Are you, yes. are your employees coming to you? So they're having difficulty submitting claims. Yes. Um, is your broker doing a great job for you? Are they, are they looking at your plan? Are yes. they helping you sort of, you know, keep abreast of what's a modern plan look like? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Do you have disability coverage? What's your policy on disability? So there's just yes. so many things that you can take a look at, you know, in completing an audit. It's not specifically just what's the usage like. It's taking a look at the whole picture, right? Um, yeah. As as a as a consultant, we're paid a commission. So, you know, to be you know fully open about how mm -hmm. myself as a consultant or a broker gets paid, we're paid by the insurance company, right? Yes. So included in your monthly premium, a small portion of that is commission that's paid to the broker. So yeah. part of my job is to make sure that we're doing, you know, we're doing our job mm -hmm. to make sure that you're happy that, you know, and I'll always say the best benefits plan is not one that's in front of you all the time. That's, you know, with problems, it's one that's running around in the background Yeah, that's there if you need it. Right? Yeah. And you can almost take for granted. You don't even, yeah, it's there. Like, you know, you know it's just, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Like, yeah. Uh, that comment that you made, I appreciate that uh, about, uh, your job as the broker, because, you know, I, I, I think it could easily come across as like the broker doesn't really matter. You're just kind of, you're the, the person through which I placed the order. Um, but it's not, it's not that you actually do want somebody who cares, um, and who will, who will, uh, engage and, and, and help you find value when, when there's opportunities for that. Um, there is, oh, I'm having a little bit of a brain moment, but I'm going to quickly look. Um, we've got a question here. Um, ah, we've got a, a comment that it's so great to know where premiums come from and go. Thank you very much, Carrie, for um, for your comment. Uh, yeah, sometimes I think that perception just, it, again, this nebulous thing, uh, you know, cracking the shell and, and, ha and understanding what's happening on the inside. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not just, you know, a broker, uh, saying, yeah, yeah, buy this. A lot of people buy it, you know, yeah. it's, it's good. You know, it's good for you. <laughs> no, uh, buy, buy one now off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and I think it's so important, like, you know, with benefits, it is, you know, I think it's for me, I, I can't just fathom someone buying an off the shelf solution. I think there's so mm -hmm. many things to consider. Um, if you're going to, if you're really going to put a plan in place, I think it's so important that it sort of meets the needs of not only you, the employer, the needs of the business, but also, you know, also just as important, the needs of the employees. And I don't know how you can have a one, what's that saying? One fits, fits, uh, one size, yeah, fits, one all, size fits all yeah. solution when, you know, you haven't taken the time to get a little bit of understanding of why, you know, is the benefits plan put in place, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that you work with an organization or you work with somebody that has your best interests at mm -hmm. heart. I had um, the, oh, there's a question coming in. What are some factors to consider for a plan? So um, I think you've talked a little bit about this. Um, so maybe overview of that, but but maybe some other items that we haven't talked about. Like we talked about the sliding scale. Um, 
but what else factors in? Is it just yeah. like, mm, what, what, what do I want? Or, you know, how do you, how do you make these choices? I think it's, that's a great question. And, and I think it all depends on, you know, have you had a benefits plan in place before? So if you've had a benefits plan in place before, I'm hoping that whoever you're working with has been sort of letting you know what are some of the, I guess, the favorite coverages that people are using or utilizing. And mm -hmm. I think if you have that knowledge, that mm. puts you one step ahead of the game. So um, you're going to take those factors into consideration when choosing what benefits you want to offer. Mm -hmm. If you're someone that's never had a benefits plan before, I think, you know, the first thing that I always want to do, and I always want the, I guess, the business owner to think about is, for what reason are you offering the benefits plan? Is it one mm -hmm. that you, you know, you value your employees and you want to offer something to them to protect them because you've got longstanding employees? Um, and it could be any one of these. It may not be just one. Um, it could be that you're trying to maintain a competitive situation mm -hmm. um, with Makes other sense. employers in the same space that, you know, mm -hmm. you may not be able to, you know, to match some of these larger organizations um, as far as pay goes, but offering a benefits plan that's fully paid or whatever that may, the case may be, or maybe some of that, some of those other organizations that your competitors don't offer a benefits plan. I had a chance yes. to speak. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody today there in the home rental uh, industry. And mm -hmm. part of his challenge is, finding good employees. He said it's a very transient type of uh, space. And mm -hmm. um, he's now come to the conclusion that, you know, offering a benefits plan will set his organization apart from other organizations that don't offer a benefits plan. Um, mm -hmm. And he finds people that have families, and it's not always the case, just families, you know, value a benefits plan yep. in general more than someone that's single that said, ah, I don't need it. But having said that, there's organizations that are one employee that want coverage because they know they have, you know, mm -hmm. a, a condition, um, mm -hmm. you know, on that note, typically, uh, organizations that have one organ, you know, one employee aren't, don't, do not have access to benefits, but, you know, mm -hmm. through some of our other relationships, you know, we're putting together a member based benefits program for one of our partners called CPB Canada that mm -hmm. allows benefits, uh, to be offered to organizations that have one employee. Yeah. Uh, tell us about CPB Canada and, and what you're doing with them. Yeah, so and, it's um, and who are they? Acronyms are uh, oh challenging. My God. Yeah, <laughs> no, so this is an organization of of uh, bookkeepers and accountants across Canada mm -hmm. that um, have joined uh, this organization um, that provides member benefits to their uh, to their members. So some of the benefits are, you know, getting credits to make sure they're accredited, um, as well as providing information sessions, networking opportunities, just a whole uh, array of of benefits to their membership and. One of the things that they wanted to offer as a perk or member benefit is benefit a benefits plan for their membership. So, um, yeah. working with them, we've we went through a big RFP process. You know, mm -hmm. work with them to find out what would be of value to their to their members, and you know, we were able to put something together that most organizations wouldn't be able to put together, and that was, you know, the ability to offer benefits to their members and their firms, um, but you know, sort of at at group rates, um, typically mm -hmm. a lot of the, you know, with insurance, it's about volume. So, so at group rates, even if you're an, a team of one, right? So if you're a team of one, you sort of get lumped in with all the other people participating mm -hmm. in this association okay, okay. type plan to mm -hmm. take advantage of group pricing. So yeah. typically if you're uh, an organization, you know, a sole proprietor that it's just you running the show, um, finding benefits can be a difficult task. Sure. You know, there are some plans that are available. Typically, they're very expensive and very constrained as to the level of coverage. Very yeah. different than a full traditional benefits plan. Mm -hmm. Being part of this group or organization, 
um, you're sort of, it's a terrible analogy, but it's almost like you're one employee of a thousand group, a thousand company, right? So now you partake in the ability to get benefits that typically would not, you wouldn't have access to, but because you're part yeah. of a larger group, you have access to. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's great. Um, uh, so I want to quickly ask, so this is for the Certified Professional Bookkeepers of Canada. Canada. Is right. this something that's available now? Um, yes, actually, it's a great question. We actually just launched uh, this to the CPB Canada membership cool. um, just this week. And, mm -hmm. you know, anyone, if there's anyone out there that's a, a member, um, we haven't we haven't done a full a full launch yet, so information will be coming out soon mm -hmm. um, about how to uh, get in touch, or you can reach out to me directly if this is something that you're interested in. But uh, yeah, I know we're super excited as uh, this is mm -hmm. this is huge for you know many of those organizations that typically didn't have access to benefits before mm -hmm. because of their size. So it's not yeah. even because they didn't want to have it; they just felt okay. I'm I'm only a one person uh, mm -hmm. organization, and I, I I do understand the value of it, and I need it just didn't know how to get it. Now there's mm -hmm. a, a means to, to do it. Uh, that's awesome. I, um, I love being uh, a member of, uh, of a, like a membership organization association that actually brings me value. Um, so is, is this only available to like this, this launch you're talking about, is that only available to, to the members of this one so, organization? So this one particular program is only available to okay. the CPB uh, Canada membership. However, mm -hmm. there are other options. So if there are any of those organizations that, have one employee um, and are looking to put some sort of benefits plan or, you know, be able to reimburse themselves for mm -hmm. any drug or health accounts. We have something called a healthcare spending account, which Tell is me a about that. conversation. Um, so basically what a healthcare spending account is, it's one of the most tax efficient ways to convert um, any health or medical or dental expenses that someone has personally into a business expense. So mm -hmm. um, it, I, I'll be very, I'll be very clear. It's not insurance. Yeah. It's just okay. a reimbursement plan. So basically the main benefit of it is it's being able to control what your budget is. So mm -hmm. um, say, Juliana, I worked for you and as a business owner, you wanted to offer some sort of benefit plan to me, but maybe you weren't ready to take a full, a full, a full blown traditional benefits plan, but maybe you wanted to control your costs. So you can allocate an amount, whatever amount that you wanted to. So it could be $500. It could be a thousand dollars. You can allocate. Okay an amount that I, as your employee can submit and be reimbursed for, you know, whether it be dental medical claims up to. So for example, if you allocated a thousand dollars to me, mm -hmm. I have the ability to be reimbursed up to a thousand dollars for any expenses that I submit. And there obviously mm -hmm. have to be eligible expenses. So things like sure. any dental expenses, glasses, physio, mm -hmm. massage, drugs, I can, mm -hmm. I, I can submit and be reimbursed for any claims up to the amount that you allocated. The mm -hmm. system is completely digital. It's, there's no paper filled out. Um, I go to the dentist. That's great across, these days. Yeah. Nobody wants to touch paper. <laughs> Sorry, paper. I cut you off. Yeah, no, it's, no, you're absolutely right. So I can, before I leave the dental office, if that's where I go, I take a picture of the claim. And then usually mm -hmm. within three days, I'm reimbursed that value. The, you know, so the benefit to the employee, it's, it's a way to uh, be offered benefits and be able to submit health and dental claims. Mm -hmm. But also, um, I get to choose where I spend my benefit dollars. So if I'm yeah. given a thousand dollars allocated or five hundred, whatever that amount could be, whatever that amount is, I can mm -hmm. choose. I may use it all for massage. I may use some yeah. for glasses and some for dental. You know, yeah. I get to choose what I use. The benefit to the employee to the employer is that they get to budget how much they want to offer 
for mm-hmm. their employees. So if they have three employees and in their head, they say, okay, I, you know, I want to keep my costs low and I want to, I'm willing to prepare, you know, under $2,000. I'm willing to pay under $2,000 to offer a full benefits plan or some yep. type of benefits. You know, they may give $500 to each employee and mm-hmm. they're well within that range. So any cost that the employee uh, submits mm-hmm. um, that is technically paid for by the employer, but any mm-hmm. cost that the employer incurs is a deduction to them, uh, to the business. And, and what happens if, uh, as an employee, like, what if I offer that to my employees and my employees, uh, use like, I don't know, one uses 20% of the amount one uses 80% of the amount. Like what, what are my costs? Fantastic. That's a fantastic question. So the other benefit, sorry, the other pro using benefits, describe benefits. Mm-hmm. The other pro of having a healthcare spending account is, um, you know, we at payment evolution, we, we, our program does not have any cost currently to set up the healthcare spending account. Awesome. If, you, if you allocate $500 and there's three employees, so that's technically $1,500 you're allocating, we don't collect any funds up front. So the cost to you is zero. So if nobody submits a claim in any given month, um, there's no cost to maintain awesome. that account at this point in time. Um, yeah. If someone does submit a claim, the cost of the organization is this. So say as if you, the, you know, so I'm, I'm your employee, I go to the dentist and it costs me a hundred dollars. I pay the dentist a hundred dollars before I leave the dental office. I can take a picture of the claim. It gets reviewed. Um, and then I'm reimbursed my full hundred dollars. The cost to the employee, uh, the employer is the cost of the claim plus an admin fee. Our admin fee right now is 8%, right? So the cost right. to the, the, the employer is $108 plus tax. Uh, some mm-hmm. provinces and there are rules and regulations across the country. So, uh, in Ontario, there's tax. In BC, it's just the cost of the claim plus the admin fee with no taxes. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that there's so much flexibility there and just so many opportunities to to be proactive. Um, you mentioned something earlier and it just kind of keeps coming back into my mind. Uh, the, you know, whether a plan is a good fit for you is not just about cost and coverage. It's also about experience. And I, I can't, uh, I can't underscore how much experience means to me as a marketer, um, you know, I, as a tech junkie, um, I want I want to use stuff that's fun to use. Um, and then I think about this one health plan that I had. Um, it wasn't actually mine, but I was I was able to benefit from it. It was my husband's, um, and it there was a twenty dollar coverage per uh, physio trip, and the sub, the submitting process was so painful and this ultimately got resolved it's not like that anymore and i'm grateful for the coverage but for the 20 dollars, it wasn't worth the hour i would spend or the two hours sometimes uh, administering it myself so yeah user experience matters um, yeah and i would i would argue with you so if that was your husband's plan mm-hmm. so the employer was paying for that and if yeah. you the employee thought it was a pain in the butt to submit claims I would say that you didn't really see value in that one benefit, but the employer may not know that. Right. So the employer may think, Oh, I'm offering it, but there's, so as when I look at the data and this goes back to, you know, how, when you audit the plan, you take a look and see where's the usage coming from. Okay. You can see there's very little usage or you can, you know, I can also request reports to see how many claims were declined or how many claims were denied or whatever. And that just, you know, that's more of a factor of, now, how, what's the ease of use of the benefits plan? If yes. you're paying for a benefits plan as an employer and your employees either find it difficult to use it mm-hmm. or they don't think it's worth submitting the claims, um, 
it's defeating the purpose of offering and offering the plan. Totally. So, right. So I think it's so important that, you know, once again, I'll say it, it's not only cost that's important when, you know, looking at what plan you should put in place. And I'll, I'll say one thing I'll always say before, you know, you start shopping around, like, you know, one of the solutions for people with an existing plan is to shop around and find other carriers and see what rate they would offer. But I say, even before you do that, um, I would much prefer that before you start going to the market and going to see what all the plans are being offered, you know, it's more about you actually really vet who's representing you in the marketplace. Who's the <laughs> consultant that you're using? Who yes. do you think is going to be the best to represent you to the carriers? Once yep. you've decided who that right person is, then have them represent you in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the only thing that, you know, I would say is that, you know, there's so much weight put on cost, but there's so much more to cost that, you know, you should really take into consideration when, you know, mm-hmm. trying to determine the right benefits plan for your business and your employees. Yeah, I, I am quite spoiled, but I really only want to work with people I like. Yeah. And so I try and use that as a rule. Um, if I need to find a doctor or um, a coach or whatever, it's, it's the same thing with me for work. If I'm going to do work, I'm going to do work I like, you know? I, um, so I don't think this is an exception. I really think that it's super important that you work with somebody you like because that person is more likely going to understand you. Uh, the communication will be smoother, easier. Um, there will be sh- sort of a shorthand there right away because you just kind of get each other. Uh, so there's a lot of power uh, in and, and benefit, using benefit to describe benefits. Um, yeah, there's a lot of value in having a, a good relationship with the person that you're working with. Um, there are a few call-outs where we're uh, at about an hour and I'm always amazed because sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, like no pressure. We, we might talk like however long we talk, we could talk a long oh, time, yeah. Yeah, that's but I am watching the clock to be fair to folks to make sure that we fit everything in. Um, but there are a few call-outs that I want to remind everyone of. Um, so you mentioned bookkeepers. There's something launching. Uh, there's They now have access to um, to benefits through the certified professional bookkeepers of Canada Association or something. I might be getting it slightly wrong. But if you are a bookkeeper out there with a membership, with CPB, uh, you want to be contacting Bob. Um, and I'll, I'm going to bug you for contact info in a second. Um, the HSA, uh, the health spending account, um, you said that there is no administration fee um, for for payevo clients or not administration fee like in order to set it up is that right there's, there's no, no setup, setup fee? there's no setup cost yeah. the only time there is a cost is if somebody submits a claim so okay if somebody if they if somebody sets up an, uh, a healthcare spending account and there's no claims submitted that given month there's mm-hmm. no cost that given month Okay. Now I was trying to wrap up and now I have one question. So if I'm, um, if I am a small business owner, I'm only really paying myself. Can I for free, essentially using, using Payevo set up my HSA so that if I have any medical expenses, I can use it rather than take it out of my pocket. Correct. So, and then it's tax deductible. Right. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's a tax, you know, it's one of the very few, uh, CRA approved, tax uh, methods of converting a mm-hmm. personal expense into a business expense. And, yeah. you know, whenever, whenever we have these types of discussions with uh, organizations, it's always best that, you know, if you want to contact me, we can absolutely go through the pros and cons sure. of offering a healthcare spending account and if to see if it's the right solution for you, mm-hmm. but uh, no, absolutely. It's, it's been, it's, it's, a, it's an 
underused tool for those organizations that may want to offer something, just haven't. And, you know, during periods of COVID and that's a whole nother ball game where they maybe want to control their costs just until they sort of get a better grip on where things are going with their business. It's just mm -hmm. a way to offer things to their employees while there's a period of uncertainty, um, but, you know, and being able to control their cost. It's, it's a great mm -hmm. tool. Okay. So again, I have one more question. This one's a little gritty. Um, uh -oh. can, can people use their, can someone use their um, health spending account to cover something like plastic surgery? Uh, great question. So there is, um, I have to check. So it depends on the type of plastic surgery. Um, okay. So surgeries are covered, but there is a list of approved claims that will be, that can be approved and paid wow. out. So it's not just, mm -hmm. it's not the wild west. CRA does actually yes, does. give you a list of uh, yeah. expenses that, uh, uh, that can cover. Any reason why you're asking that? Juliana? Just curious, just curious. <laughs> um, and I, and I know, um, I know I have a lot of friends that went into law because of what I studied. And, and this uh, one friend of mine started at a law firm, you know, when we first graduated and it was like a couple of partners and it was all young lawyers. Um, and so they had a health benefits plan and then, um, and then, you know, it's a lawyer's office. Like they they, they have some money to work with. Um, but ultimately this young workforce spoke up and said, like, I don't have any dependents. I don't really take many, any medication, but, but I would really like to get some work done. And so that's yeah. actually the conversation that led to them adding a health spending account. That was the first time I ever heard of a health spending account. So I don't actually know how they're using it, uh, if it was yeah. ever used that way. But that's why I was wondering, because I know that that opened the door to that conversation in that company. Yeah. I think so it started are, as a joke, you know? Yeah. So there, um, are, there, are, there are types of surgery that are approved and there's some that are not. Yeah. So it's yeah, just, fair uh, enough. but you're right. Like, and there's, and in addition to the healthcare spending account, we have something else that we can mm -hmm. offer. It's called a flex account. So it not only covers health and dental expenses, but it also covers wellness expenses. So things like gym memberships, cool. which maybe today you're not able to use, but yeah. uh, personal training, it covers uh, fitness equipment. Um, yeah. It actually covers some daycare expenses. Um, oh, wow. Cover, yeah, and CRA has put out a list of some of the eligible um, expenses. Some of it's like camping equipment, which is I thought wow. kind of different. So um, once again, if anyone needs more information on what's covered and whatnot, they can reach out to me for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, maybe you can't conventionally go to the gym right now, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a gym person. I don't really want to go work out at a gym, but right now there are virtual, uh, wellness options out of gyms that haven't been available before. And so now I'm suddenly a customer where I would never have gone in person for certain things. So it's, it's, uh, I didn't even know, I've never heard of the flex account. So that's really cool. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that you shared that. So, um, CPB folks, payment evolution clients, um, definitely take advantage of the health spending account if you can. And the Ontario quoting tool, the, uh, yeah. online benefits quoting tool. Um, I, I wanted to put pins in those because, um, those were really, really great announcements. Um, and yeah, I really hope people take care of them. So, or take advantage of them. So if somebody wants to pick your brain, talk to you about wellness, talk to you about healthcare uh, or health benefits, how do they find you? So the best thing to do is to email me and my, okay. the best place to email is bob at paymentevolution.com. That's so easy. Like very easy. You're lucky. My name, Juliana, can be spelled so many ways. <laughs> and then I have a ridiculous last name. Um, so that's great. Bob at payment 
evolution.com and bob is a super nice guy who i know oh, will help you out mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. always happy to help and once again and i i mean this from the bottom of my heart like there's no uh expectation or everything if you're just looking to someone to talk to you to to find out if a benefits plan is feasible for you or you wanted to learn more information how one can help you and your business um please feel free to reach out awesome I really appreciate that invitation. Um, I'm going to put out a quick invitation. Please follow me. You can pretty much find me anywhere online at, and this is where my complicated name comes into play, at jtcina.com. That's jtchina, uh, not .com, jtchina at, uh, you can pretty much find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, uh, Facebook, uh, even LinkedIn, I think, just by searching JT China. Um, and and let me know how what you think about these episodes and and if there are questions that you want us to answer, if there are topics you want us to cover. I love being a resource. Um, if I could do this, um, if I could just do this and nothing else, I probably would just interview people all day and um, and get people answers because I really do love all that that all, all that brilliance that is trapped in people's minds. And I like to I like to uh, tease it out. So um, please take advantage of that and um, follow Payevo uh, Twitter on Twitter. You can find us at Payevo. Um, so that's the at symbol P A Y E V O, and let us know what you want to hear about, and we will talk about it two o'clock on Fridays. Have an awesome weekend. Thank Have you, Bob, for joining. Thanks for having me, and thanks everyone mm -hmm. for uh, who were able to tune in. And uh, you, you, were, you were fantastic. I was nervous coming into this, but Aww. I felt uh, you did a great job of just keeping the conversation going. So thank you for that. I, I swear to you, I feel like I'm getting paid to socialize. So thank you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> thanks for Have making me. You know, thanks for giving me fodder for the conversation. So we're, we're good. We're good. Awesome. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Right. Thank care, you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pay Evo podcast. If you are looking for better payroll, human resources, benefits, and more for your small business, be sure to visit paymentevolution.com. Don't forget to subscribe and tweet us at PayEvo with requests and ideas for future episodes. We'll catch you next time on the PayEvo Podcast.